Today is the third Sunday of Easter, two weeks after the high mark of the church year. We had a wonderful Easter celebration around the Covenant campus within this particular faith community, including midweek services, Monday, Thursday, worship and communion in homes, Good Friday worship here in the sanctuary, six worship services on Easter Sunday morning. Life has been full around here. One blogger calls what we might be experiencing in the early days and weeks after Easter as PELS, post-Easter letdown syndrome. <laughs> in addition to all the excitement and energy of Easter, we also last Sunday prayed for, commissioned, laid our hands upon two of our pastors, Thomas and Beth Daniel, blessing them, sending them out to their three-month sabbatical leave as they now step away from ordinary ministry tasks for a time of rest and renewal. A lot has been happening within this community of faith. We could easily be in a place of post-resurrection blues. We experience these letdown feelings throughout life, don't we? For example, when you return home from a mission trip, when your team's season ends, when your last child goes off to kindergarten or off to college, when that vacation or that event that you have spent so much time preparing for is suddenly over. We all have those times in life when we are acutely focused when the mission is clear and you wake up every morning knowing exactly where to throw your best energies. A mission that requires everything that you have to give. But then it comes to an end and you stand in a more broad open place and you wonder what in the world am I now to do? Could this be the case for the first followers of Jesus after that first Easter? Now that the resurrection is over, what is the community to do? Maybe they are experiencing a post-Easter letdown. It has all been a lot to absorb. This morning's story, it's a post-resurrection appearance found only in the Gospel of John when Peter, one of the disciples, suddenly turns to all the rest of the disciples and says, I'm going fishing. Let's turn now to the reading of our scripture for this day, John chapter 21. Let's place ourselves under God's word. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it 
And now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes for he was naked and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish for they were not far off from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them, and though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do you pray with me? Oh, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, may it all be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. O oh, Lord, our rock and our redeemer, speak, Lord, we are listening. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. It has all been quite a roller coaster ride. What an extraordinary three years the disciples have been on together. For three years, they have been Jesus' near constant companion. They have been stretched, risked their lives, lived large, and awakened every day, eager to spend time with Jesus with a very clear mission. Then came the whirlwind of the end of Jesus' life. The wounds of Holy Week are still fresh. There was the, the prediction of betrayal. They endured the horrific scene of the crucifixion. What they did not expect in the least was a resurrection, despite Jesus sometimes sharing some odd teaching about suffering and dying and rising again. But what they thought was irreversible, God has reversed. Jesus is alive, and now he's beginning to show up unexpectedly. It is all amazing and a bit disorienting. Peter, always a man who likes practical action, uh, uh, action, comes up with the obvious solution. Let's get back to work. Who could blame them for going fishing? They are not avoiding life. This is their vocation, and disciples need to still eat. And don't you think doing something ordinary felt really good? It was a failed fishing trip. They caught nothing. However, failure is a wonderful backdrop for miracles and for grace. As much as we despise it, failure is sometimes good for us. Part of the collection of the Brooklyn Museum is a watercolor painting. Christ appears on the shore of Lake Tiberias by the 19th century French painter James Tissot. 
that is inspired by this lakeshore moment. The voice cuts through the fog from the shore. Good morning, what did you catch? The disciples reply, nothing. The man on the beach recommends that they make a change. Try the other side of the boat, he cheerfully suggests. The remarkable thing is that they do it. So exasperated were the disciples, so at their wits end were these professional fishermen that they were willing to listen to the advice from a complete stranger. They didn't know it was Jesus, but with his help there is an abundant catch of fish. The miraculous catch of fish is what causes them to recognize Jesus. Realizing that is, it is Jesus, Peter excitedly jumps into the water, likely belting his outer robe or his garment and throws himself into the water to get to Jesus as fast as he can because it is always easier to swim with a lot of clothes on. <laughs> Which brings us to this wonderful image of the charcoal fire and one of the few grilling scenes in the Bible <laughs> with fish being cooked low and slow as we like to do it here in Texas. The word charcoal, it is used only two times in the New Testament. Here and in the story where Peter and others warmed themselves by the fire in the courtyard of the high priest on the night that Jesus was arrested in the night of his trial when Peter denied the Lord three times. Peter failed and he wept when he realized that he had done so. Do you know that the sense most strongly associated with memory is the sense of smell? I wonder if Peter immediately was reminded of his failure around another fire not that long ago when he smelled the charcoal on the beach that morning? Did the memories of that early fire just come rushing back as Peter smelled the fire? Did he wonder if the Lord would ever love him, trust him, and use him again after all that he had done? But instead of a disappointment speech, what is the invitation that Jesus gives to his friend? Come and have breakfast. They arrive to a hot breakfast on the beach that Jesus has prepared. They drag their full heavy net onto the shore. Jesus invites them to add to the fire what they have caught. Come and share a meal with me. If you've ever been forgiven deeply, you recognize the power of this kind of love. This breakfast story has so many wonderful lessons, but at its very heart, this story is a story of restoration. I'd like to share a, a legendary story from the athletic conference that I am most familiar with, the SEC. <laughs> the conference that all you Longhorn fans will soon be a part of. Punt, Bama, punt. 
is the nickname given to a specific football game between my alma mater, Auburn University, and the University of Alabama. Each year with the historic intense rivalry being called the Iron Bowl. It's December of 1972. Alabama was undefeated. Sounds familiar. The number two team in the nation. Their record is 10 to nothing under Coach Bear Bryant. Alabama came into the, into the game as a 16-point favorite, so they were a clear favorite over the Auburn Tigers. After three and a half quarters, it appeared that the point spread prediction was spot on as the Crimson Tide led the Auburn Tigers 16 to nothing. Auburn kicked a field goal, making the score 16 to three. But then the unimaginable happened. On two consecutive drives, Alabama punter Greg Gant had two punts blocked by the same Auburn linebacker with both of them being returned for touchdowns, resulting in a 17 to 16 loss to Auburn. The most glorious day ever. <laughs> In 2010, ESPN ranked this game as the eighth most painful outcome in college football <laughs> history. Alabama punter Greg Gant, he led the SEC in punting for three consecutive years. He went on to play at the next level, punting for the New York Jets. However, look at his obituary. The first paragraph of his obit released by the Associated Press to printed in the Boston Globe and in the New York Times. Yes, it bears witness to the reality that for many, Greg Gant is most remembered for a loss to blocked punts to a loss in Auburn. That he is probably most remembered, in other words, for failure. Failure shapes our lives. And sometimes failure is more memorable than our successes. Peter is one whose life was shaped by failure. Out of all the earliest disciples of Jesus, Peter's failures are most noted. Peter was a leader among Jesus' disciples. He is a part of Jesus' most innermost circle of friends along with James and John. He leaves everything along with his brother Andrew in order to follow Jesus when Jesus calls him to follow. He is the disciple who understand, understands and confesses that Jesus is the Messiah. But he often, he often speaks without thinking. He's brash and impulsive and never at a loss for words. When Jesus teaches that the Son of Man must suffer and die, Peter protests, causing Jesus to seriously reprimand him. He's one of three disciples who will sleep during a critical moment in Jesus' life. And despite Peter's confidence, the Gospels record for all posterity the abandonment of Jesus by all the disciples and by most especially Peter. Yes, Peter is known for his failures, but 
Peter is also known because of how the Lord used him in an incredible way. Peter fails, but God calls him, believes in him, forgives him, grows him, dusts him off and lifts him back up when he is devastated by his failure and uses him again. There is full restoration because Jesus restores people. Think about your worst failure. Think about the one thing that instantly makes you feel regret and shame. That's how Peter was feeling by the fire that morning when Jesus says, come and share a meal with me. That same mercy is available for us. For we do have times of failure Maybe you are knee deep in it right now. Maybe you have failed to keep a promise. Maybe you are struggling to love and to forgive others, including those closest to you. Maybe you caved under pressure, failing morally or ethically. Maybe you are failing to accomplish what you know God wants you to do. Maybe you have denied Christ by disregarding God's will. Brothers and sisters, Jesus knows your whole story and loves you anyway. In God's eyes, what is most precious and memorable about you is not your failure, and Jesus never gives up on his disciples no matter how great their failure. Later in John 21, Jesus will give Peter two powerful words he's heard before, follow me. With these words, Jesus assures and reinstates Peter to a fresh start and to a new life. Peter, who had betrayed Jesus, was recommissioned, reinstated. We've all been there. We have all fallen short. It is a beautiful picture of grace. Peter blew it. But he was given a position by Jesus in the leadership of Christ Church, which means that you and I are forgiven and given ministry, given service to do in Christ Church, given service to do in the places where we live, work, and play. God wants to use what we have. We are invited to bring the fish that we have caught and to add them to the fire, to bring what we have to offer and to add it to the mission. We participate and we partner with Jesus as broken vessels. And before you say you're not qualified, remember, Noah got drunk, Abraham was too old, Jacob was a liar, Leah wasn't attractive, Moses couldn't talk, Gideon was afraid, Rahab was a prostitute, Jeremiah and Timothy were too young, David had an affair, Elijah was suicidal, Jonah ran away from God, Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying, Martha worried about everything, the Samaritan woman was divorced more than once. 
Zacchaeus was too small, and Paul was a murderer. No one, no one is beyond the reach of God's friendship and grace. You can never run out of second chances, and you do not have to have it all together before God can use you. Friends, in our brokenness and failures, Jesus says, come and be with me. The Lord desires relationship with you, you who are loved more than you dare imagine. The invitation is always there for all of us because God's grace is available for all which is what we will soon celebrate and experience as we come to the Lord's table. No matter who you are, no matter what you have done, Jesus says, I have a big kingdom and I want you to be a part of it. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord, we humbly bow before you and we say thank you as we continue to offer to you our worship out of enormous gratitude. God, would you help us to accept your incredible gifts of grace and forgiveness? And would you show us where we can extend it to another? Thank you for feeding us. Thank you for loving us. Nourish our faith and send us from this place changed and new, we pray. Amen.